This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Shall we gather at the river Where bright angel feet have trod With its crystal tide forever Flowing by the throne of God Yes, we'll gather at the river The beautiful, the beautiful river Gather with the saints at the river On the margin of the river, washing up its silver spray, we will talk and worship ever, all the happy golden day. Yes, we'll gather at the river, the beautiful, the beautiful river, gather with the saints at the river. Before our Father's throne, we pour 
We gather in the name of Jesus and encourage one another in our faith. We acknowledge our need for community and thank God for this church family. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Taig, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Taig, our musicians, and they also provide the reading and uh, a little, uh, not play, but a dramatic reading of the text too. And of course, we thank Brad Anderson for being our recording engineer this week. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Tom and Lori Overby in memory of Dan Rosenbush. Next week's uh, worship, we will be at Duranda Lutheran and would love to have us, love to have you join us as we celebrate Mother's Day. We want to thank WPCA also for this radio broadcast. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. Again, you may want to have a cloth to lay down, a candle, and a cross as you make a small worship space to enhance your worship this morning. We will also be having communion, so you may want to have bread and wine or grape juice available. And of course, Bibles uh, are always welcome to read along with the gospel text. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love, presence, and begin with the uh, invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit our breath of life. Amen. Let us confess our sins and receive forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of resurrection, you have redeemed us through the gift of your Son, yet we often act as though we don't know what that means. We fail to see where we need to change and where we need to work to bring positive change in the world. We remain fixated on ourselves rather than living in love and service for others. Forgive us for our our sins of thought, word, and action, or lack of action, that we might better do your will. 
I declare to you that Christ is risen indeed and proclaims to you and all of creation the entire forgiveness of sin. Receive this gift of forgiveness with joy. Amen. Well, I hope you could join us as we sing our other gathering songs.
every day the Lord himself is near me with a special mercy for each hour. All my cares he fain would bear and cheer me. He whose name is Counselor and the Power, the protection of his child and treasure is a charge right on himself he laid. As your days, your strength shall be a measure. This the pledge to me he made. Help me then in every tribulation, so to trust thy promises, O Lord, that I lose not face with consolation. Offered me within thy holy word. Help me, Lord, when toil and trouble meeting, ere to take us from our Father's hand. One by one, the days, the moments fleeting, till I reach the We continue with this morning's litany. We are not ashamed of the gospel. We proclaim it in word and deed. It is the source of our faith and the drive to do God's will. Jesus gave all out of immeasurable love for us. How can we not give what we can out of love for him? Let us see Jesus in the faces of our neighbors and in the beauty of all of God's wild creation. Let us proclaim the gospel of salvation with all that we say and do. I continue with the prayer of the day. God of wisdom, you have made your salvation known to us in Jesus Christ. Give us courage to proclaim your saving love in our words and actions through your redeeming Son. Amen. Well, now it's the time for sharing of the peace, and I'd probably just like to uh, remind you that it's not just something that we do in a worship service, but I hope that you find someone this week or today uh, to share the peace of God with them. But as we do it now, bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and use the Trinity formula. Be blessed. For I am blessed in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. And if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. Our gospel today uh, comes from the book of Romans, chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel concerning his son, who is descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead. 
Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including yourselves who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from our God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed throughout the world. For God, whom I serve with my spirit by announcing the gospel of his Son, is my witness that without ceasing I remember you always in my prayers, asking that by God's will I may somehow at least succeed in coming to you. For I am longing to see you so that I may share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, or rather, so that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you, as I have among the rest of the Gentiles. I am a debtor both to Greeks and barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. Hence my eagerness to proclaim the gospel to you who also are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith, as it is written, the one who is righteous will live by faith. Here ends the gospel. Our second reading today comes from Matthew chapter 9, verses 10 to 13. As he sat at the dinner in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to the disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, Those who are, are well have no need of a physician but those who are weak do. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call, not the righteous, but the sinners. Here ends the reading. Oh my goodness, it's you. Well, hello. I'm so happy to see you. It's been ages. I've missed you so much. Yeah, likewise. I've thought about you and this place so much, and you've done some amazing work here. You've been such an inspiration to us. All your wonderful letters and suggestions from your experience with community centers all over the country. I can't believe you're finally back with us. Well, I've wanted to come back here so many times, but, you know, things just keep getting in the way. Well, how is your health these days? Well, it's better. I've... I've definitely had to slow down, but uh, there's no way I'm going to stop. So what brings you back after all this time? Well, the truth is that uh, I needed to be here, to be in this community with you. Really? You need us? I think you have that backwards. I mean, we wouldn't even exist if you hadn't gotten things started. Yeah, but look how it's grown. It's really beautiful here. And from your letters, it sounds like things are going fantastic. Well, for the most part, you know, the usual bumps, people stepping on each other's toes, the occasional personality conflict. Oh, you, just, you just mean life and community. <laughs> exactly. Thanks to you. 
Well, don't thank me that much. I'm just passing on what I've learned. And uh, at this point, I'm in need of some good news. Is something wrong? Well, not really. Uh, like I said, I'm slowing down. I'm getting tired. I want to be surrounded by people who are supportive and caring, even if they're imperfect. Well, you've come to the right place for that. I'm honored that you'd want to be with us for a while. Well, I'm honored that you'd have me. You know, we all need each other. Isn't that the whole point of this community center? Of all the centers I've started over the years? Well, of course. The people who come here love to tell everyone they meet about this place and what we're all about. It's beautiful. Ah, uh, yes, yes it is. You know, I'm ready to settle in. Well, right this way, I'm ready to help feed your spirit. Like the woman at the well, I was seeking For things that would not satisfy And then I heard my Savior speaking Draw from my well that never shall run dry Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord Come and quench this thirsting of my soul Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. There are millions in this world who are craving the pleasure earthly things afford. But none can match the wondrous treasure that I find in Jesus Christ my Lord. Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me So my brother, if the things this world gave you Leave hungers that won't pass away My blessed Lord will come and save you If you kneel to Him and humbly pray Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord Come and quench this thirsting of my soul Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I want to read from the narrative. I think it uh, goes back to what we've been hearing in the gospel text and a good introduction to what we want to learn today. Main idea is that we are hardwired for human connection. Paul had been away from his companions in Rome for way too long. He'd been preaching the gospel throughout the land and was weary from his travels. He wrote to them while in Corinth, expressing his desire to see them. 
He acknowledged in his letter that his desire to see them was more than just a desire to feed them. In turn, he needed to be fed. Yes, he wanted to preach to them to fill their cup so that they could grow in faith. But also Paul needed the support, love, and faith of the community to bolster him as he continued to preach the gospel while he traveled. It is not enough simply to know we have loved ones out there who have our backs. Sometimes we need to be with our loved ones in the flesh, to feel their embrace, to hear their voice, to smell their sweet breath. Being in the presence of our loved ones does something real to us. It gives us a different kind of energy that can sustain us when we are away. These have been a long few years. Even though the worst of the pandemic may be behind us, the effects of the isolation may take years and even decades to recover from. Humans were largely deprived of that human interaction that humans are hardwired to need. Students lost years of stability in their learning. Employees lost the connection that comes with daily physical interaction. Congregations lost momentum for ministries that required face-to-face -face participation. It's quite okay to gr grieve the losses, even as we pick ourselves up and figure out how to live in the new normal. It's also okay to acknowledge our desire and need for physical contact and face-to-face -face interaction. We need each other. As Paul needed his community, yes, even Paul, whose ministry often isolated him, needed his people. He reminded them that his spirit was with them every single day as he prayed for them. He also accepted that he needed them as much as they needed him. We have a long way to go to find our balance again. In the meantime, let's continue to connect in the house of worship where our contact comes with a greater purpose, that of growing in faith for our gospel of salvation. While Paul was away, he prayed for his companions in Rome every day. Still Paul longed to be present with them to share the gospel of salvation face to face. You know, it's, this week has uh, been interesting as I uh, had a couple of things that uh, kind of opposites for me. On Sunday, I went down to Modena Lutheran where I had been serving for uh, five years and we confirmed two kids and they were kids I thoroughly enjoyed but just the fun of going back after a few months now of not being there with them as much as I went to confirm those two kids I went mostly to enjoy the fellowship that they had provided me and the support they have given me over the last five years and for both Deb and I, it was so good to see the people again and to again see that they were okay and that uh, they were doing well. But it also, for me, took, took away some of the emptiness of not being with them. It was good to look at them face to face and say that we did miss them and to be filled again with the love and joy that they have given us. But sometimes we are so busy. Sometimes we keep going so fast. And as a, uh, one person wrote, sometimes we have become a body of people who look like a herd of cattle in a stampede rather than a flock of God's uh, 
gods besides green pastures and still water. As we went through this week and as the weather, there's just a lot of things outside to get done, but then now I'm going to miss one of the people that I have visited for the last four or five years. Myrna Brown passed away this last week and I will miss her. She was such a joy to visit at 102. She desired communion and uh, she was just good to visit. I think I received more than I ever gave to her. That's the way it is in the church. We learn to give, but then we find out that we are the ones who have been given so much more. Paul wanted to be with his people, to share the love of Christ. And that's the way it should be. I mean, when we look at our world and we see what's going on, we see the clenched fist, and that's a symbol of many countries governed by a system of totalitarian government. And it's no accident. You cannot shake hands with a clenched fist, nor does such a hand ever give. It only demands with authority to sow his seeds, a grain farmer must open his hand. Later, a harvest can be gathered. One must have an open mind to receive the, the benefit of scholar research of others. To receive love, a person must offer it out of an open heart. The truth is illustrated by so many aspects of life. A closed hand can never receive. Neither can an indifferent heart receive, since God refuses to break through where man does not invite him to enter. When we talk about receiving salvation, it's always with an open hand. That God first loved us is the compelling force that awakens our love to him, but also to our fellow humanity. Never does a day pass, but the world is enriched by love's labors. Think of the love a mother has for her child as we get ready for Mother's Day, or the love of a Christian missionaries who bear, uh, bring the words of salvation to the people in spiritual darkness. Reuben Youngall speaks about a woman helper in a certain children's home who became especially attached to a little boy living there. She showered him with love, one morning she took him by the hand into her room or hung the painting of Jesus. Who is that? asked the boy. Well, that is a picture of Jesus, she replied. When he lived on earth, he loved little children very much. He went about doing good things for people. Looking up into this kind woman's face, the boy said, then you must be his sister, huh? She afterwards confessed that she was embarrassed by this unsolicited compliment, as well as humbled and made thankful. The little boy could sense the love of Christ in her devoted and unselfish service. That was inspiration enough for her, as she said, for the rest of her life. Christ not only gave his life on the cross, but he gave us all that he was or had out of love for humanity. His love is not rationed or doled out in portions. He gives it all to his beloved children. Faith makes all of this ours. So it is in gratefulness to resolve each day to be reflections of his love to those about us. Another fun story 
that speaks about it, which also proclaims where we see uh, what people do in kindness. And it isn't always people of faith that we get to see that, but sometimes just friends and we see where God, by virtue of our creation, created us to do good things. At one time, Henry Clay owed $10,000 to the bank in Kentucky. It bothered Henry Clay immensely. He was deeply troubled over his inability to pay. And Henry Clay, as you know, was a, a senator and was a fine spokesman and did a lot of good things. But a number of his friends who were sympathetic to his, him secretly raised the necessary amount and paid off the debt. When Mr. Clay later came to the bank to discuss his large indebtedness, the cashier startled him with this statement. Mr. Clay, you don't owe us anything. Well, how, how am I to understand you, replied Mr. Clay. Well, replied the cashier, a number of your friends have contributed and paid your debt off for you. You don't owe this bank as much as one dollar. Tears rushed into Mr. Clay's eyes. Unable to speak, he walked away. His heart was overwhelmed by the joy of great deliverance from a crushing debt. Have we experienced that? Has we have experienced the deliverance of the crushing debt of sin in our lives? By the love of Christ, as it was revealed by his death on the cross, we are saved into eternal life. We don't owe anything. We are free. We have life. But it's that last part of this section I also want to share a little bit about is, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. I don't know about you, but I, I find that there have been times I like to think I'm just being uh, sensitive to the needs of others and not wanting to interfere with who they are. But sometimes I think it's a little bit because I might be a little ashamed that the people might, how they would react to somebody who talked about salvation of Jesus. On the radio here, it's pretty easy. Face to face, it can get difficult. Sometimes, especially when it's somebody who you know well, and they have a certain anger towards the church or to faith in general. So it's a fine line between being ashamed and being wise. I hope that we would be wise, but more than that, I would hope that we would not be ashamed of the gospel. Because it is such a beautiful story. In India, a missionary went to baptize a number of Christians and received them into the membership of the church. And at the close of the service, he noticed a 12-year-old boy standing alone before the communion rail. Surely you don't want to be baptized and become a church member, the missionary gently said. The boy replied that he did. Even more gently, the missionary said, I'm afraid you're too young. You wouldn't understand what it all means. But the older people could instruct you, and when I come back in a year from now, perhaps you will be ready. The boy dropped his head sorrowfully and walked away. Then the people in the congregation began talking to one another. One of them explained, the boy is our minister. He taught us all we know about Jesus Christ. It was true. The little lad had lived in a, for a time in another village where he attended a missionary school and became a Christian. When he returned to his own village, he shared his childlike faith and brought many of the older people to Christ.
Isn't that interesting? Out of the mouth of babes, out of the mouth of older folks, out of the mouth of anyone who wants to share the gospel, it makes a difference. People can come to faith when we openly and honestly and gently share who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for all of us. Paul was traveling all this time, and if you, you don't think of him needing other people to support and to fill his cup so he could preach even more. But that's the way it is. The church is to help all of us to share our faith in new ways, to share our faith unashamedly with those who don't know, because it is the gospel of salvation. We're going to ask uh, Jim and Deb to sing I Love to Tell the Story, which is such a neat, neat song. We love to tell it to those who are lost, but we also love to tell it to those who know him because they seem hungering and thirsting to know it like the rest. And when we come in scenes of glory, what will we sing? That old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it is true. It's
of salvation from God's own holy wood. I love to tell the story. It will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story for those who know it best. Seem hungering and thirsting to We continue this worship service as we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. the church, the world, and all in need. God of salvation, you have given us a story that we are not ashamed of. Ours is a story of sin and redemption, of unworthiness and righteousness, of separation and reconciliation. Make us eager to share this story with the world. God of life, you hear our prayer. All creation waits for the coming of the Lord. Protect rivers and oceans, forests and grasslands, and all creatures that live in them. Make us passionate in our care for all that you have made. 
God of life, you hear our prayer. As Paul was moved by gratitude for the church, he started in Rome, give all leaders a deep sense of love and responsibility for the people they serve. God of life, you hear our prayer. Heal all whose minds, bodies, and uh, hearts suffer. Restore to wholeness all who are grieving, facing personal challenges, or living with illness. Especially we remember Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Jim Wade, Randy Goglin, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Helen Erickson, Shirley Lenz, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Matt Pereira, Ida Martinson, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Becky Anderson, Helen Jorgensen, Dean Muse, and the families of Dan Rosenbush and Myrna Brown. God of life, you hear our prayer. Pour your abundance upon all who suffer lack of food, shelter, nurture, or companionship. Move us to be channels of your blessing to all in need. God of life, you hear our prayer. We remember with thanksgiving the saints who have been a part of our beloved community of faith, and we look forward to the day we are joined with them in your eternal presence. God of life, you hear our prayer. Confident in the promise of the resurrection, we lift all these prayers to you, saving God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. continue with our morning offering. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. We continue with the offertory prayer. God, you call us to live by faith and provide all that is needed. Accept now these gifts which you first gave us as a sign of our trust in you. Use them for the benefit of all who are in need in Jesus' name. Amen. Neighbors are wealthy and poor, 
nearby and far away. Yesu, Yesu, fill us with your love, show us how to serve the neighbors we have from you. These are the ones we will serve, these are the ones we will love, all these are neighbors for us and you. Yesu, Yesu, fill us with your love, show us how to serve the neighbors we have from you. Kneel at the feet of our friends, silently washing their feet, this is the way we will live with you. Yesu, Yesu, fill us with your love, show us how to serve the neighbors we have from you. In the night when our Lord was betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the wine, gave thanks, and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. And take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. God be with you till we meet again By his counsel's guide uphold you With the sheep's the killy fold you God be with you till we meet again Till we meet, till we meet Till we meet at Jesus' feet Be not 
listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care of you. Lean weary.